Grab your Bibles, if you will, and open them to the book of Hebrews, chapter 12. Hebrews, chapter 12. Let me read you um, the first two verses of that chapter out of Hebrews. Hebrews, chapter 12, verses 1 and 2. Here we go. Therefore, since we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses... Let us also lay aside every weight and sin which clings so closely, and let us run with endurance the race that is set before us, looking to Jesus, the founder and perfecter of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, and is seated at the right hand of the throne of God. The grass withers and the flower fades, but the word of our God, it endures forever. Guys, I entered seminary in 1972 and graduated in 1975. Back then, um, seminary was only three years, and of course, young seminarians these days are cramming three years into four. Um, but back then you only had the three years and, and, uh, the first one was called your freshman year. And the second one was called your middler year and the third, your senior year. Of course, they don't have a middler year now because they're, you know, they're going four. But back when I went, there was only three years, your, your, your freshman year, your middler year and your senior year in your middler and your senior year, you took a class, um, in homiletics. Now, if you don't know what that word means, that means they try to teach you how to preach. (laughs) I didn't do very well in those courses. Um, But part of the assignment in those courses is that you had to preach publicly. In your middle year, you had to preach uh, before the class. Just before your little section of, um, you had to preach in front of the class, the classroom. And uh, that was painful enough. But in your senior year, um, you had to preach before the whole student body. And not only the student body, but the faculty as well. And then when you finished your sermon, the, um, the faculty critiqued you in front of the whole student body and in front of all um, the, their wives. And, you know, <laughs> it was awful. Um, and we, we affectionately began to term those events as the senior sacrifice because it was bloody. I mean, it, um, and here you were, you know, you're giving it your best shot and the whole student body and the the faculty just kind of sliced you to ribbons while after you'd finished. I tell you that to say that um, in your senior sermon, and I think in the middle or two, but I think I know in the senior sermon, the text for your sermon was assigned. You didn't get to choose it. They assigned you a text and then they gave you a date and said, uh, you'll be preaching on such and such a date and here's your text. And my text for my senior sermon was Hebrews chapter 12, verses 1 and 2. <laughs> you know, that, that was 36 years ago. And I remember, remember it like it was yesterday. I don't remember the sermon. <laughs> Nobody else does either. Um, in fact, um, I, I'm sure I have it. I, I, you know, I save all my sermons. Uh, I'm sure it's in a file in there somewhere. But I did not consult it because I can, I can pretty much guarantee you uh, it was awful. Um, but I remember this text 
I remember being assigned it. I mean, I remember, I mean, this, these two verses have kind of a, a special place in my, in my whole experience because of them being assigned to me for my senior sermon. I don't know what I said on that day. Um, uh, it couldn't have been very good. But um, the text itself is, is really rather clear. And I, and I just want to draw your attention to three or four things out of the text, and then we'll gather around the table. But I want to, I want to show you some things in the text, but I don't want to, it, not in order, not in the order that they unfold in the text. Because the real center of the text, the real heartbeat of the text is, um, uh, is the last part of verse 1 where he says, Let us run with endurance the rate is set before us. The race that is set before us. That's the heartbeat of the text. That's the thrust. That's, the, um, that's what the author is trying to say. And he's, he's, uh, got, he's got some things around it that hopefully will help us. But the, the, exhort, the center of the text is an exhortation. Let us run this race with endurance. Don't quit it. Don't, don't stop. Don't give up. Don't throw in the towel. You know, guys, um, I'm 63 years old and, and, you know, been an ordained, gosh. Um, I mean, I guess I've been in the ministry since 72, so almost 40 years now. And um, after a while, you, you get, I mean, you have the sad, part of a, a sad event is to watch people just kind of quit. Just kind of run out of gas. And they just fall by the wayside. Oh, yeah, they might show up every now and then, maybe. But basically, they've quit. They just, they just ran out of gas, I guess. What, what made them quit? I don't know. I, I, maybe, maybe they're mad at me. I, I, who, who knows? That's pretty easy to do. Um, I, maybe, there's, maybe they had a fight with you. I, I, maybe they just... Maybe they had a, a difficulty in their lives that just made them sour. I don't know what, what, what makes them, but they just quit. They just kind of spiritually curl up on a couch in a fetal position and suck their thumb. Now, again, the exhortation of this text is, let us run this race with endurance. Now, guys, that language is... is it's pretty illustrative, is it not? A race? I mean, what do you do with a race? Crawl? I mean, what about endurance? I mean, the picture here is one of striving and, and moving and, and strenuous activity. And yet, you just watch people give up. They quit. Yeah, yeah, well, I used to really be... uh, But now, you know... And by the way, it's not just older people either. They just, for whatever the reasons, they just run out of gas. Now, that's the exhortation that's central to these two verses. That's the focus. But around it... The author of this, this passage is trying to give us some, some encouragements to keep on. For instance, he says, 
since we are surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses. What's that? Well, remember chapter 11? They call it the Hall of Fame. All this list of faithful people who who died in their in their service to to God and and they went through all these horrible things and I mean he just mentions name after name after name after name in, in chapter eleven and so this author over here in chapter twelve says because we're surrounded by this great crowd of witnesses people who made it. People who didn't throw in the towel. People who who hung in there and fought a good fight to the end. Guys, that's supposed to encourage us. That's supposed to stimulate us to run the race with endurance. And there's a couple other things that he says in here. He says, looking to Jesus. Part of what, ladies and gentlemen, well, I, I tell you what. Hold on to that. Let me, let me go to the other one. I'll come back to that. Who for the joy set before him. What is that? What, what is the joy set before Jesus Christ that prompted him and, and motivated him to endure the cross and despise the shame? What was it? What is it that Jesus didn't have? I mean, he was certainly... Had all his needs met. In fact, he had perfect companionship to be found within the Trinity. What was the joy? What didn't he have? You know what that was? That was you. Who for the joy set before him endured the cross and despised the shame. That is... The joy of saving people like us. That joy set before him, prompted him to endure the cross and despise the shame. Now guys, what the author is doing is trying to tell you, that's a reason for us to run with endurance. We're his joy. Yeah, you... You, with all of your inconsistencies and brokenness and flaws, and to save you was his joy. And then the other thing in the text that I I would draw your attention to is this looking unto Jesus, who for the joy. That is, first of all, there's a crowd of witnesses that are that are standing up in the stands rooting you on look at them they made it they 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 finished this thing they fought well take encouragements fresh encouragements from them the Abrahams and the Isaacs and the Jephthahs and the, and the uh, Daniels and the, and the Samsons. Take encouragement from them. But then, in addition to that, look unto Jesus, who found it his joy to save you. Guys, um, 
One of the reasons that we like to do this sacrament monthly is because it gives us a monthly chance to do what that text says. It says, look unto Jesus, who is the author and the finisher of our faith, who for the joy set before him endured the cross and despised the shame. Ladies and gentlemen, I am inviting you to come look to Jesus. (laughs) That's what this sacrament does for us, or at least one of the things. It gives us a chance to stare. It gives us a chance to gaze. And having done so, what's supposed to come out of that is a is a fresh wind in our sails. After we've enjoyed considering once again what these things say and what they mean and what they symbolize. And then remember that all of this agony and suffering on the part of Jesus Christ was his joy because it meant it was going to save people like you and me. That considered. Let's run with endurance. What do you say? Come on, my brother and sister in Christ. Let's run with endurance. Think of the crowd. And come meet me while we stare. A longing, lengthy look at the finished work of Jesus Christ. Let's pray. Our Father, I, I do thank you for um, your word. I thank you for the, um, the exhortations contained in it. And I pray that this one would be taken to heart by your people, that, that they would find fresh encouragements, fresh reasons, fresh um, motives to uh, endure what it is that faces them and to finish, but not just to finish but to finish well, to, um, to run this race with a joyful endurance and that once we're finished, we might sense that you have been pleased with how your people have run. So, might fresh encouragements be brought to your people as we gather around this sacrament. We ask it, of course, in Jesus' name.